everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. So today I'm going to be sharing with you how I manifested my soulmate in less than three months. Building all the tea, all my secrets. They're not going to be secrets after this because I'm literally telling you guys everything. So before we get into it, I just want to let you guys know that I am so passionate about helping you figure out which manifestation strategies are best for you. So I'm here sharing what worked for me, but it doesn't mean that if you copy exactly what I do, that it's also going to work for you. Because life is a process of learning how to be aligned with your higher self. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching you guys the tools to help you discover what is authentic to you. And I'm going to dive into that a bit more in this episode. So first of all, what was the first thing that helped me manifest a healthy relationship? That was first letting go of the things that were holding me back. So first of all, you guys may know that I was in a toxic 13-year relationship and I had stayed in that relationship for so long because I that was what I was taught. Growing up in my family, I saw my parents, I saw my relatives stay in relationships that they weren't fully happy in that were toxic in my opinion, where they would be arguing all the time, like unhealthy types of arguments, screaming, yelling, emotional abuse. That was what I saw growing up. And all of these couples stayed together, even though it was so toxic. So I thought that that was normal in every single relationship. I literally thought that if I leave this relationship, I'm just going to enter another one where there's going to be more emotional abuse, more screaming, more yelling, more gaslighting, more manipulating, because I thought that every single relationship was like that. I never had a role model growing up of what a healthy relationship looked like, and that was all I knew. So it took me so long to realize that I needed to leave that relationship. And a few things that kind of stood out to me when I was leaving, it was kind of like a buildup because I felt like my intuition was telling me for so, so long that that relationship was not meant for me. There were so many roadblocks in the way. For one, we were engaged for about two years And the wedding just had so many issues. Like I had wanted to get married earlier, but so many problems went on, like family issues and just so many signs telling us that it was not the right direction to go in. And at the time, I was really frustrated because I was like, I just want to get this wedding over with. But I realized that that was actually a blessing from the universe, giving me more time to realize that this was not meant for me. Because if I actually got married, that would have been like a disaster. And I feel like I would have been constantly more unhappy. I'm really thankful that we didn't get married. So first of all, I had to let go of that relationship. I had to let go of the fact that I kept wishing for that relationship to get better or in a way I was manifesting that that relationship would improve. And I realized that I was being way too specific with my manifestation and I was also being way too attached to the outcome. So in my human design, 
I am a non-specific manifester and I'm a generator. So I've talked about this on my Instagram a bit. And if you guys have no idea what the human design is, it is a system that combines a bunch of philosophies together, including astrology, the chakra system, Kabbalah, so forth. And it gives you a blueprint on how to find your best strategies for living your best life. In my human design, if you look at that bottom right arrow at the top, it can tell you if you are a non-specific or a specific manifester. So if that bottom right arrow is pointing to the right, like mine, it means you are a non-specific manifester. If it's pointing to the left, it means you are a specific manifester. So let me break this down so you guys can understand what it means. So for someone like myself, a non-specific manifester, it means that it's really frustrating for me to think about all the details of what I want to manifest. But for someone who is a specific manifester, focusing on the details might be very exciting for them and it feels aligned for them. So I feel like learning this was like truly mind-blowing for me because after I realized that, I was like, why have I been going against myself all my life, you know? In my situation, I had been trying to do a specific manifestation. I was trying to manifest specifically that my relationship would improve. And that's why it didn't work for so many years. And after I finally let go of that was when things really started snowballing and falling into place. So I also have my Jupiter in Virgo. And I talk about the Jupiter placement a lot in manifestation because it can really unlock some of the best strategies for our unique self. And if you guys haven't listened to episode 121 yet, make sure to check that out because I tell you exactly how to manifest for your specific Jupiter sign. So my Jupiter is in Virgo, meaning that one of my lessons is to learn how to let go of the details. (laughs) Because Virgos love looking at the details, but having this placement as my Jupiter sign means that I'm meant to let go of the details. And that's how I'm gonna manifest. I don't need to like figure out all the strategies, all the planning, all that stuff. And I feel like that's also very aligned with my human design chart. But back then, I I had no idea about this stuff. I hadn't even heard of the human design yet. And I knew a bit about astrology, but I didn't know as much as I do now. That's why I'm so passionate about sharing these tools with you guys, because if I knew this back then, I feel like it would have saved me a lot of time. So I let go. That was mainly the first step leading me to attract a healthy relationship. So I let go of that. And it's funny because when I think back, I would constantly talk to my like best friends and I would be like, Oh my gosh, like it would be so fun if we were all like single together. And it's funny because after me saying that for so long, I actually manifested it. And me and my best friend were single for a period of time, a short period of time. And honestly, I felt like it was kind of like my intuition telling me that I just wanted to experience the single life as an adult because I had stayed with my partner for my ex-partner for 13 years. I was like a teenager when I first got with him, an early teen. 
And my intuition kept telling me that I had wanted to experience that. And I'm not saying that all like long-term relationships need that experience, but for myself, that was what was true to me. So I went through a bunch of dating experiences. I talk about it a lot in my previous episodes. If you guys want to listen to it, I talk about it in episode 114, 116. I tell you about all the Taurus moons I dated, how I rejected a stage five clinger. And I was honestly having a blast. Like I really enjoyed online dating. And of course, not every single date was a good one, but I had a lot of fun in the process. And I feel like that's also why I was able to attract my dream partner so quickly because my goal was just to have fun. I was prioritizing play. I wasn't focused on, oh my god, the next guy date has to be the one for me. I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just like, I just want to have a good time. I'm just here out. I'm just out here embracing my Sagittarius fifth house, being a hoe, being chaotic, and living my best life. I also talk about the fifth house in astrology a lot because it's one of my favorite houses. And it can really tell you more about what lights you up about what brings you joy, about how you can have more fun in your life. The fifth house is ruled by Leo, and Leo is here to shine. You know, Leo is here to share their passions. They're here to express themselves. So if you want to learn more about what that means for you, look at your fifth house. So my fifth house is in Sagittarius. I talk about it a lot because it's my favorite. And as a Sagittarius, I feel like one of the things that they enjoy is just being really carefree, not being afraid of the consequences. And there's also other things like they enjoy higher learning. And I think that's why I love diving deep into astrology, the human design. I love learning about those tools, which is also a very Sagittarius fifth house thing. And the fifth house can also tell you more about your early stages of dating and how you enjoy romance, kind of like your flirting style. I was really prioritizing play, and that's why I was able to enjoy myself during the dating process. But then I hit this point where I had the greatest heartbreak of my life. And I share about this a lot with you guys. So I met this one guy. He was a cancer. Taurus moon, Pisces rising. And you guys know I'm a Pisces with a Virgo moon, Virgo rising. And I honestly feel like this was such a karmic relationship. And it wasn't even a relationship. It was like a dating situation that went on for about two months. And it's crazy how I refer to it as the greatest heartbreak of my life. So in the beginning, I I hadn't even wanted to date. I told this guy that I was just being casual, so you know, don't get too attached because I don't want to break your heart. And guess what? I was the one who got her heart broken. So after that little chaotic moment was coming to a close, then I was really heartbroken. But I still, you know, in a way I was like dating to get my mind off of it. And I hadn't given up on love. You know, I'm a Pisces. Pisces love love. My Venus, my Pisces Venus is in my seventh house of partnerships. So partnerships and relationships are a big deal for me in my life. 
and wherever Venus is in your chart, it usually tells you where something might flow to you more easily, more effortlessly. For me, it was in my house of partnerships. So dating, finding a healthy relationship did come easily to me after I learned how to take aligned action. You know, just because Venus is somewhere in your chart doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. And my life is an example of that because I was in a toxic relationship for 13 years. And it was only when I learned how to be my authentic self was when I finally started experiences the ben experiencing the benefits of Venus in my chart. So I was still hanging on to that cancer dude who broke my heart. And I feel like that was also hindering me from attracting the right relationship for me. But then one day, I was actually very inspired by my best friend because she writes a lot of manifestations down. She really loves scripting, journaling. And she had written something about her dream partner. So I was like, how about I write that too? Okay, like, I think I'll just finally let go of it because I kept trying to manifest again that he would come back to me which is a whole issue in itself. And I feel like that is like something I could have a completely different podcast episode on. Because when you're so attached to someone, like obviously I was having some troubles with self-worth there. I was having troubles with my insecurities. That's why I kept trying to manifest that he would come back to me. But one day I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to let go of it. I'm going to let go of it. I'm going to write a list of what I want in a guy. And it was actually a very vague list in a way, like there were details, but I didn't get super hung up on like the really minor things as that would be frustrating to me. I just kind of did what came to me very, very naturally. And once again, I was acting in alignment with my human design, but at the time I didn't even know that. So I wrote out a list and I honestly forgot about it. Like I was still kind of recovering from the heartbreak and I wasn't really thinking about the list and I feel like I, I truly understand now when people say like love comes to you when you're least expecting it and not even just about love like I feel like any type of goal or thing that I've wanted in my life when I wasn't really focused on it when I was prioritizing play instead that's when it came to me and I know this can be like a very challenging concept to understand because it took me a long time to understand but I think it's just learning what your journey is and learning that there's always more to let go of there's always more that you can surrender to the universe even when I feel like I've surrendered a lot there's always more to surrender and something will pop up showing me what else I can let go of so I wrote that out and then I was still dating and now I realize that another way I was acting in alignment with my higher self, according to my human design, was that I was responding when I was dating. So as a generator, and also manifesting generators, have the strategy of responding. Meaning that we're not necessarily meant to initiate. Like we're not meant to initiate out of thin air when we get an idea. But if something in our life, you know, calls to us, asks for a response, then that's when we can take action. For example, like everything is asking us for a response. If we look outside the window and it's really sunny, it's asking us if we want to go outside. 
And sometimes it could be a very literal question, like literally someone will ask you something and you can respond to it. And also, I feel like a big, big lesson for myself as a generator is learning that I don't need to respond to everything, learning that I need to set boundaries, and also learning to only say yes to the things that light me up. This is so, so important for generators. Like, if it's not a hell yes for you, it's a hell no. When I look back to my dating experiences, whenever an, a match, like on a dating app, whenever someone asked me if I wanted to go on a date, then I would respond. And it would usually turn out well, even though that person might not have been the one for me yet, I still had a great time. And I felt like my matches were taking me closer to my actual person. But whenever I initiated, like whenever I was on an app and I was like, oh my God, this guy's so cute. And I'm the one who's like very masculine in a way, like using my masculine energy, taking action and asking them out. Usually it wouldn't work out for me. Really take this with a grain of salt and see how you can apply it to your own life because this is what worked for me because I was acting in alignment with my higher self, with my strengths. But it doesn't mean that every single person is meant to act like this. You know, if, for example, if you are a manifester in your human design, then you might be called to initiate, even if you are a female. The masculine and feminine energy, everyone has it no matter what gender you are. And it's about learning how to balance those energies. So whenever I responded, it was great. And I'll tell you the story of how my boyfriend actually asked me out. So it was funny because I had deleted my apps for a while. You know, I kept like deleting them, going on them because I was still heartbroken over that cancer dude. And then I had matched with my boyfriend on an app and we had like a very brief conversation. It wasn't anything crazy. It was like a pretty normal conversation. But at the end, I was just kind of not into it because I was still hung up, hung up over this other guy. And I just like didn't really continue the conversation and ended up deleting the app. So I had no way of contacting him. He had no way of contacting me. We didn't have each other's numbers or anything like that. And then a month later, I received this DM on Instagram and we hadn't exchanged Instagrams at all and it was him. So he had found my account because we both went to the same private gym at that time. Like I would take private uh, lessons and he would do boxing at that gym. And it's crazy because he actually lived pretty far away from that gym. It wasn't close to his city. So us going to the same gym, I feel like was really like a karmic thing. But I had never seen him at the gym because we would go at different times. But he saw that that gym owner had posted his story where he tagged me. And my boyfriend was like, that girl looks familiar. And he felt the need to DM me, to send me a message. And his message to me was actually very thoughtful because he had told me that he remembered how we were talking about astrology. He said that he would really like to learn more about it and would love to take me out for coffee. So I was like, wow, that is 
a very straightforward invitation. And I feel like I, I really appreciate that because it shows me someone who is comfortable in their masculine energy. I feel like a lot of the times men who are not comfortable in their masculine energy don't take action. I feel like this is like a, a whole other topic on itself, but I want to go on a little bit of a tangent here. But one of the reasons why I really love my boyfriend is because he's confident in himself. And he if he's initiating something, like when we were first dating, he'll plan it, you know, he'll plan it and he'll say, this is what we're doing, you know, would you like to come? And I feel like that's something I really appreciate. That was another thing that really attracted me to him. One more thing I want to point out here is I was actually listening to my authority in my human design as well. So there are seven types of authority in the human design. And this part really teaches you how to listen to your intuition. So my type is an emotional authority, meaning that I really ride this emotional wave. I go through a lot of ups and downs, and it's not beneficial for me to make a decision, an important decision, when I'm going through an emotional high or emotional low. So I need to wait it out for a bit, sleep on it, maybe at least a couple days, to gain more information and to see what really feels right for me. It's really important for me to go with my feelings. If something doesn't feel right to me, no matter how logical it is, then it's not the right thing for me. So that's what works for me as an emotional authority. There are seven types and I go through all of these in my programs with my coaching clients to really help you know what works best for you. So with my boyfriend, I didn't make any impulsive decisions in the beginning. I feel like we took it a lot slower than of the other encounters I've had with dates. And it really helped me kind of clear my mind and really feel if this was right for me or not. I don't really feel like all of it was super intentional because it was slower because I had taken a vacation like right after we met. So we weren't able to see each other that often. And I was also in the process of like moving. It was like a crazy tra um, transitional time in my life. But now looking back, I really feel like I had honored my emotional authority in the human design. Now that I'm in this healthy relationship, I also wanted to share with you guys that the goal isn't to make one person stay with you forever. We have many, many soulmates in our life. The goal is to be aligned with your higher self and to learn how to take aligned action. Like I would hope that you find a healthy relationship. I hope that I would find I I would stay in my relationship for life if it's working out for me. But I know that if one day it's not aligned for me anymore, then I'm going to be able to handle whatever the universe guides me to. And I feel like this is a really, really important note to remember because a lot of people forget this when they are manifesting and they hang on to things super tightly. Like, for example, even in my career, I had manifested my dream job a bit ago at that time. And 
it was exactly what I needed at that time. And I learned so many lessons through it. But after about a year of being in that job, it wasn't really aligned with me anymore. And lo and behold, I was laid off. And I feel like that just kickstarted me into the next chapter of my life. So that's really important to remember. You can manifest a healthy relationship, but the goal isn't to force that person to stay with you forever or for you to hang on to it super tightly. The goal is to learn how to act aligned with your higher self. And sometimes certain relationships are in our life for a chapter. You know, they're meant to teach us a certain lesson, but it's not meant to be forever all the time. So if you queens are interested in learning these tools that I've been talking about, the human design, astrology, and learning how to use them to date in a way that feels best for your authentic self, then I teach all of my clients this. I also have a self-study course. If you do want to check out the course, I will leave a link in the description. You can click on that link to see the entire curriculum. So a little brief overview here. I've divided the course into three phases. The phases are mindset, manifest, and match. The first phase, the mindset phase, is really to prep yourself to make sure you're setting the right intentions going into your manifesting journey. I teach you how to embrace an abundant mindset, how to forgive your past, how to let go of old energies, and how to set boundaries when you're going into dating. In the second phase, manifest. This is the real meat of the program and the most exciting part, in my opinion, because I dive into all those astrology tools the human design to help you learn how to listen to your intuition better and to learn the manifesting strategies that are uniquely best for you. And the third phase, match. This is where I teach you how to create a dating profile that will help you attract healthy matches. I teach you how to ask the right types of questions that align with your desires. And I also teach you how it might feel like when you actually meet the one. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for you and I'm sending you lots of good energy and abundant vibes. Love you all. Bye.